A virus is a small infectious agent that replicates only inside the living cells of other organisms. Viruses can infect all types of life forms from animals, plants, to microorganisms, including bacteria. And so they reproduce rapidly. It's the thing about a virus is that they're very hard to contain. Once you have a viral breakout, it's hard to get on top of it because it reproduces so fast. And that's what they found out even more with COVID-19. There was other strains of COVID, but not this particular strain. And they found out as time went on how easy it is for the virus to reproduce. And that was one of the things that made it so dangerous is because people were easily getting infected with the virus because of the droplets. Amen. Just like with other viruses, the flu virus. Amen is another one that reproduces very quickly. The rotavirus. There are so many different viruses. You heard of the stomach bugs. It seemed like when somebody, you know, in the community have a breakout with the stomach bug or the stomach flu, then everybody started getting it because it's that catchy. Amen. And so there are also viruses that can affect the spiritual body. And it spreads to many areas in the body of Christ. If you're not careful, if you're not watchful, if you're not mindful, there are viruses that are planted in the body of believers. And it's up to the saints to be aware, to be prayerful, to be watchful, and to be on your spiritual guard. Amen. That you don't get caught up in the virus of division. In the virus of sins and in the virus of murmuring and complaining. Oh, there's a lot of viruses that has infected the kingdom of God. Amen. And so let's take a look at different viruses that destroy the spiritual body. Amen. The book of 1 John, the second chapter, verses 15, very familiar scripture. Just want to take a look at that to start out with. And the Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. So here in the scripture, the apostle John makes a clear understanding here that God demands a separation of his people and worldliness for all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh and we're going to talk about that this morning the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the father but is of the world and as the world passes away and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Amen. So I don't know about you, but I'm one of those ones that want to abide forever. Amen. Amen. So we got to find ourselves separated from 
world's systems, the world's ways. Huh? Come on here. Because God demands holiness of his people. Amen. And the world don't understand holiness. They're not going to get holiness. So we might as well stop trying to make them understand the way that we serve God. Hey, come on, somebody. God said, just be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. And so the first one that we're going to talk about today is the lust of the flesh. And lust, it reveals a deeper heart issue. Come on, somebody. All of these viruses that we're going to talk about today, it begins in the heart. You know, how you try to pretty it up and how you try to doctor it up, let's just cut it down a low grave. And we got some heart issues that must be dealt with. That's what Jesus is going after. You know, we try to paint up the outward cup, but he said on the inside, you're like dead men bones. Why? Because we got some heart issues and we got some spirit man issues uh, that's got to be dealt with. Amen. So lust starts in the heart. And it begins privately before it manifests in the public. It, you know, we, we don't just explode out in the open with our sins. You know, we start our little stuff. In the private, in the dark, where ain't nobody looking. But then it breeds and it starts manifesting. Come on, somebody. Out in the open. It ain't going to stay private too long. <laughs> that old saying that what's done in the dark, it must come to the light. And it's going to come to the light. You don't have to worry. huh? Well, what's been done in the back, what's been done in the dark, it's going to eventually come out. Amen. And just because uh, you haven't acted out yet <laughs> in the physical, uh, it's coming uh, because our hearts are evil and they're desperately wicked. Huh? The heart of man is just evil. <laughs> I don't care how nice you are and how many cookies you bake and, and how many events you go to and uh, how many uh, bags of clothes you give to the goodwill and how many homeless folks you feed on the corner, your heart is still evil. Still evil. And, and the physical act don't mean that you haven't committed sin. Oh, oh, oh that, that, that's, that's a dagger right there because Jesus taught the disciples in the book of Matthew, I believe it was the fifth chapter. He said, whoever, he said, whoever uh, looketh on a woman to lust after her. <laughs> See, you, you hadn't even got to the bedroom yet. Huh? But he said, looking on another woman. Now, you're supposed to be in a covenant relationship, huh? With a woman that you said, I do. But you feasting your eyes. Now, now looking at beautiful people, you know, there's no sin in that. You know, looking at people, you're going to look at people. But the problem, Jesus said, was the lust. Oh, well, well, where did the lust come from? It was in you. Lusting after something that you know ain't yours. Oh, my God. He said, you've already committed adultery. Who? In your heart. 
because it was a heart thing. Huh? Oh, come on, somebody. It's got to be in your heart to be faithful. It's got to be in your heart to be committed. And those simple truths that Jesus teaching his disciples, it's all about commitment. What's in your heart? Oh, my God. It, it, it takes a level of commitment to stay married 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. It is commitment. And why so many marriages are struggling? They don't want to be committed. Huh? They don't want to be dedicated. Huh? You know, hop in and hop out. We get divorced and we get another marriage. We get this, we get that. And we go five, six, seven. What, what, what are we doing? Huh? There's got to be a level of commitment. And that was what he taught his people in their relationship toward God. Don't hop in and out with me. Stay consistent with me. Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and all thy mind and all thy soul and all thy strength. That's the first commandment. We can't even do that. We struggle with just loving God. Oh, my God. I know it. it's a little tired already. But just hold on uh, because we're going to dig a little bit deeper into this thing. And y'all going to participate this morning instead of looking at me. Uh, because the truth of the matter is that uh, we have adopted a lot of strange behaviors and we got some strange appetites. Oh, come on here. Oh, yes. Uh, we got to address the issue here now. Is it my appetites? What is it that I'm thirsty for? What is it that I'm hungry for? And Jesus said that you should be hungry and thirsty after righteousness. Well, let's just be real now. Uh, we ain't hungry and thirsty after righteousness all the time. Huh? That's a struggle because we flesh. Huh? Come on here. And so we have to watch what we're thirsting after. We have to watch our appetites. Oh, yes, because the book of James said that we're drawn away by our own lust and what enticed. So it's an issue of what's down on the inside of us, huh, that we want to try to overlook, that we want to try to cover up, huh, that we don't want to address. God help me because I, I, I struggle in this particular area. We don't want to just keep it real with God. When God already know what your struggle is, he already know what you're thirsting after. He already know what your eyes have been set on. He already knows what the heart issue is. But we don't like to confess to God. And we don't like to ask God. God cleanse me and wash me of this mess. Uh, this stuff that's in my mind. And this stuff that's in my heart. God, uh, I know it ain't right. Uh, I know it's not of God. Uh, God created me a clean heart. Because of my heart. My heart is just crooked as evil. We don't like to confess about ourselves. But we like to talk about everybody else's stuff huh but address our own oh my god god help me oh jesus because i see it in me oh yes oh that stuff that creeps up in your dreams in your thought life that's in you it's not about other people 
God. What are you craving? What is our flesh craving? Oh, yes. You leave yourself alone with a box of cookies. Leave yourself alone with the ice cream and the cake. Leave yourself alone. And you know you got a craving. Honey, let me tell you. You are busted, disgusted, just can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. Can't be trusted with all that cake and pie. Can't be trusted with all that ice cream. Huh? You got a whole pie to yourself. A whole cheesecake with strawberries and whipped cream. Oh, come on here. Oh, I ain't talking to real people. I guess I go down the street and talk to some real people. Huh? Come on here. You know that thing that we crave and we talk about cravings a lot with women, but men too. Oh, yeah. You, you crave that salt and stuff. That's why you got them cabinets filled with chips and crackers. Huh? Popcorn. Uh, yeah. Women, we have our cravings. They done studied it. You know, it's a beautiful thing how God created us. And everybody got their own thing that drives them. And, you know, they have their own taste buds. And everybody is unique and special. But it all brings us together. Because we're human. Uh, and everybody's got a craving. Everybody do. <laughs> you know, when women were going through with pregnancy, some of them crave pickles and ice cream. I crave hot dogs. Everybody had their thing. Huh? Uh, I had the pastor take me to Sonic's quite a bit because I wanted them footlongs with the chili on it. Oh, I guess I ain't talking to real people this morning. I mean, that's just, I couldn't explain it, but it was a craving. And a lot of times we can't explain what's going on in our spirit, but God knows. And it's up to you and it's up to me to go to God and ask God for some clarity. God, give me some help. I need wisdom to deal with my life. Because you ain't going to understand everything. Oh, my God. Yes, God. Oh, so the lust of the flesh. Oh, my God. Let's go to the book of Romans 13. It's going to get juicy in here. Just hold on for a minute. Woo. Romans 13. The verse is 11. We go down to 14. Amen. Let's read that together. And then knowing the time that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than what we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. You see all this that we got to deal with in the spirit. But put ye, here's the remedy. Now the apostle Paul done laid all of this out that we got to be watchful and mindful of. But he gives us a remedy in the last verse. But put ye on the Lord Jesus. So you mean to tell me Jesus is the answer? Huh? 
for all this virus infection that we struggling with in our spirit man and in our mind and in our heart, Jesus is the answer. But put on like putting on a coat. You put on the other arm, you pull the coat on, and you wrap yourself up in it. But put on, shine to your soul. Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the what? The lust. Shout lust. Not to fulfill the lust thereof. So we got to be putting on some more Jesus. Huh? When we feel ourselves getting close to the edge. Uh-huh. Oh, come on here. I guess ain't nobody been there. Been close to the edge of cutting up, acting a fool, huh? Acting like that old you. We got to pull back and put on some more Jesus. Huh? When that flesh get to talking, and oh my God, you got to tell yourself, I got to put on some more Jesus. Huh? Because I can't afford to get out of character. You can't afford to get out of character. Put on more Jesus. Huh? Read more of his word. Huh? Commune with him more in prayer. Huh? Enter into his presence in worship and in praise. Put on the Lord Jesus. Because see, the spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, oh, there's peace and there's joy. Oh, there ain't no confusion. Oh, there ain't no heyday where the spirit of the Lord is. Oh, we need to put on more of the Lord Jesus with a spirit of humility, meekness, and kindness. Oh, come on here. Put on some more of Jesus. Oh, my God. Mm. Put on more Jesus. Whatever the struggle is, we need to put on more of the Lord Jesus in our life. Come on, somebody. Then Romans the 10th, Romans 3, I'm sorry. Go back to Romans 3, verse 10. And the Bible says it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So ain't none of us go so good. Oh, get that out of your mind. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used what? Deceit. It's all in our tongue. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. My God. Their feet are swift to shed blood. He's talking about us and our flesh. That's why it ain't no good thing in this flesh. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. You better fear God. 
And your life better speak that you fear God. Uh, come on here. We should be living like we actually fear God. Huh? Come on here. I know this generation of churchgoers, they don't have no respect or reverence or fear of God, but you better. Huh? Okay, what they do? Huh? They can play church. They can turn church into Ringham, Barnum, and Bailey all they want to. But we're going to respect God here. We're going to reverence God here. Uh, come on here. This ain't Verizon Arena. It ain't about performances. And it ain't about circus acts. We serve God out of a true heart here. Huh? Come on here. Because God's you no, know, He's looking for those that worship Him in what? Spirit and in truth. So we ain't gonna be acting no lying here. We ain't gonna be living like hypocrites. Saying one thing and living another. The devil's a lie. Come on here. God done brought you with his body and his blood and died for you. The ultimate sacrifice that was required for God. Uh, and he done been good to you. He done kept you, delivered you, uh, fed you, led you, brought you out. Uh, and we're going to serve him uh, like nobody's business. Oh, my God. We owe God. We owe God everything. <laughs> and we're going to do this thing right. We're going to live this thing on purpose. Come on here. You ain't going to live wholly on accident. Huh? We didn't know how. We were heathens. We didn't have God in our life. Huh? Until he came in and brought us into the family. We were drafted in. Uh, oh, we act like we so high and mighty now. And we so privileged now. Because we done been saved a few days. Uh, oh, come on here. But when you realize the magnitude of what God did. And he didn't have to do it. He could have left us out there wandering lost. Uh, without hope. Without a God. But he saved us. When you realize the magnitude that he gave the Gentiles an opportunity to be a part of the family of God, you ought to be humble and meek enough to say, God, I thank you. Woo! My God. Verse 17 says, in the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what, the, what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified. You hear that? You ain't justified by the law. You justified by the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why you need to keep on putting on Jesus. Huh? You don't let Jesus come out of your mouth. Huh? You need to keep Jesus in your language. Huh? You need to keep Jesus in your prayers. Huh? You need to keep Jesus in your song, huh? in your worship, huh? in your praise. Huh? You need to take the Lord Jesus huh? along with you everywhere you go. Huh? You need to put him on 
morning. Put him on in the afternoon. Put him on in the evening. Put him on in the midnight hour. Put ye on the Lord. My God. No flesh is justified by the law. Two. In his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. It took the law to tell us that we wasn't no good. <laughs> that we needed Jesus. But all our good stuff we do, it still wasn't enough. Huh? We still couldn't measure up to the standard of the law. It pointed to us that, hey, we need a savior. Oh, my God. You better thank God for Jesus. Oh, my God. So, there is a scripture in the book of Galatians, the fifth chapter. And this is going to be the part where y'all participate. The lust of the flesh. Can anybody make a stab at some of the works of the flesh? You can turn. This is open book. Galatians, the fifth chapter. I believe it starts at verse 19. So this is Sunday school. We don't participate. Okay? Adultery and fornication. We don't have to scratch our head about that. Brother Lamont said uncleanness. Idolatry. Woo! That's a big one. Huh? Emulations and wrath. Oh, so well, we, we really got to watch ourselves. We got to watch our anger. <laughs> getting even. Don't y'all be out there getting even? Huh? Anybody got some? Look, it's a whole list of them here. Envy. Woo! You ain't supposed to be envying your brother and sister. You ain't supposed to be getting drunk, Minister Emma. Huh? All these folks that say they saved. And going by the liquor store? Huh? Taking a sippy sip? That's against the word of God. Huh? Well, I just take me a sip, you know. Because uh, I know if I just do a little bit, I ain't going to get drunk. What if it slip up on you? Because when last time I checked, when you drink alcohol, it don't all hit you at once. It have a tendency of catching up with you. <laughs> you can be sitting down doing just fine. Then when you stand up, there you go. Huh? So how you going to estimate whether you take an ounce or you take a fifth, whether you get drunk or not? So it's best that you just not drink at all. Huh? Can I get a witness? Do we got some other ones? We got, we got some more on this list. Mur murder, and it's not just physical murder, huh? but we murder folk with our mouth. Amen. We murder our brothers and sisters with our tongue. Amen. We cutting folks. We slicing folk with our mouth. Jesus said it best now. Watch it. Uh, don't judge lest ye be judged. Because the same stuff you put out is the same stuff that's going to come your direction. Huh? So we got to watch our mouth. 
and, and how we treat our brothers and our sisters. Come on here. What else? What else we got? Sexual fulfillment. Let me look at the list. I don't think anybody said gluttony. We said emulations. We didn't get gluttony. Oh, gluttony. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. I think we covered wrath. Bearing false witness. Lying? Saints lying? My God. We got to watch ourselves, saints. Ain't got no reason bearing false witness. Just lying to be lying. And then when you tell one lie, you got to tell another lie to cover up that lie. Then you forgot the lie you just told the other day, last week. Then you got to come around with another story, and then that story is a lie. <laughs> come on here. You see how it snowballs. That's what the works of the flesh do. You don't just do one. Well, I'm just going to tiptoe in this one. I'm going to be saved the rest of the time. No, that ain't how it works, sweetheart. <laughs> when you caught up in one thing, then you caught up in something else and something else. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh-huh. And then it's like that virus that we talked about in the beginning. It just keep on reproducing and reproducing. Huh? Because you left it and didn't repent. You didn't turn away from it. Oh, come on here. You didn't turn around when God was giving you an opportunity to turn around. Don't you play God for a fool. We got too many folks that's skirting the edge uh, trying to play God for a fool. And God said, I will not be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, honey, what you putting out there and what you doing in your life, honey, it's going to come around, come around, come around. We got to be careful. <laughs> Did we cover? Let's see. Did we get heresy? Okay, lasciviousness. Yes. Which did we get witchcraft? Ooh. Ooh, witchcraft. You mean to tell me folks saints supposed to be saints is practicing witch? They're doing all kind of stuff. You don't know what folks is into. That's why you gotta know them that labor among you. Whole bunch of folks wearing titles and wearing crosses and, you know, speaking real loud of what they believe in and what church they go to and who they bishop is and, oh, I did this and we done doing that. Oh, the spirit is flowing in our church. What kind of spirit? Mm. Yeah, it's a spirit over there, all right. <laughs> Come on now. You got to be real careful, saints, because you are living in an hour of deception. People are getting deceived, huh? And willingly being deceived. Oh my God. So we got idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Uh, saints don't need to be having no fits. What, what y'all having fits for? 
Hmm? The Bible said be angry, don't sin. Sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Yeah, yes, Jesus got angry. Yes, we're going to get angry. We have those emotions, but you can't afford to let your emotions get out of control. You have no fits, rivalries, dissension, division. My God. But look what it says in verses 21. Envying, murderers, drunkenness, revelings of such like, which I tell you before, as I've told you in time past, that they which do such things, what? Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Shall not. <laughs> Can't they your favorite preacher, your favorite singer? Huh? Be the apostle on down. What God said in his word, he said in his word. He said, what I say to one, I say to all. We all got to fall in line with God's word. But the fruit of the spirit. See, Jesus said, now you know what you're working with. I'm paraphrasing here. Huh? By the fruits. You are a fruit inspector. And God is expecting his people to produce fruits. Fruits of righteousness. So the fruit of the spirit, what is that? Love, joy, peace. So how many is that? Uh-huh. Self-control. Oh, woo. That, that, that's a big one, brother. So we got to be, they look, look, it's a whole lot of things that encompass operating in the spirit. Then I ta ta ta. We we gotta have some self-control. Huh? The love of God should be flowing, saints. It ain't gonna flow from the world. They don't know nothing about the love of God, but you do. Huh? Gentle, being gentle with peoples. We don't have to be so rude and harsh and nasty and rude. That's not the love of God. That's not the spirit of God. I done encountered down through the years in this thing called church supposed to be saints just as nasty and just as rude. Like what, what kind of spirit you operating in? And you supposed to be welcoming the peoples in. You're supposed to have an atmosphere where people feel comfortable, where people feel the love of God flowing, where they see kindness flowing. Amen. I didn't have some, some uh, we done went to different fellowships, and me and the pastor was talking about it one night. I didn't have saints sit in fair and look at me and roll their eyes because my dress tail wasn't long enough. Wow. But we say that we got the love of Jesus. Been called Jezebels in service. Hmm? And y'all don't appreciate where y'all at and what y'all up under. Y'all think y'all done been through? So I can tell you some stuff. Uh-huh. Invited us now to come and fellowship. Invited us now. Invited the pastor to come and preach. And fast snub their nose up at me and the children. 
fruits. I'm not looking at your dress tail, sis, all the way down to your ankles, but I'm checking the fruit on the tree. Huh? Your spirit is so proud. It's so nasty. Huh? Don't talk to me about how holy you are and how so saved you are and so sanctified and you sit next to Jesus and you so nasty to the peoples. No. No. You may not have on makeup. You may not have no jewelry on. That's your choice. Huh? But we got to watch this thing because it's a lot tighter. Huh? Then what's been taught traditionally down through the years of what holiness and sanctification is. <laughs> and can't y'all see the move of God, how God is just cleaning house. He's laying all of that old garbage to sleep. Woo. Hmm? He's purging his church. <laughs> oh, my God. He's giving those ones that was in the background an opportunity now. Uh, the ones that were snubbed and looked down upon. He said, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Oh, it's a new idolatry. It's, it's a new theology on the scene now. Huh? Because our traditions got us nowhere. Oh, my God. Jesus told the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, your traditions, the traditions of your fathers, huh, they have killed you. They smother the church. They don't help the church grow. Oh, my God. So that was good. We, we, uh, we discussed the lust of the flesh and the, the deeds of the flesh, and we also discussed what is the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. So now we're going to get to the lust of the eyes. Ooh. <laughs> what our eyes see. Because see, sometimes what your eyes see, it'll fool you. You done heard that, that, that old saying, grass always look green on the other side. Uh, you don't appreciate what you got. But you always peeping over the fence. That's, a, that's why you got to watch what you thirsting after. You got to watch, huh? Because it's down in you. It's something in you that you're not paying attention to. You allowing it to grow and faster. And then you always peeping. What you peeping for? Huh? You ain't happy at home. What you, what you peeping for? Huh? God done bless you, done bless you with a family, done bless you with a spouse, bless you with children, grandchildren. Huh? You got a, a roof over your head, clothes on your back, you're eating good. Everybody in here, uh, we could stand, uh, scoot back from the table if, if you. Yeah. All that you got, what you peeping for? Hmm? What, 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 what we peeping for? Huh? The lust of the eyes. What we see. Huh? Boy can get us off. Huh? That's why the apostle tried to teach us and ingrain to us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Because what you can see can get you off. It can get you in trouble. Huh? Oh my God. Ask David. <laughs> Poor David. 
Oh, he's a man, and man gonna look at women. Let me tell you, women, that's what they do. They're a man. And let me tell you, women, we gonna look at a man. Huh? That's what we were created to do. But when the minds keep on, you just keep on now. There's a look, and then there's another look. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Am I talking to a real church? Huh? Oh, come on here. We got to watch that drifting eye. (laughs) So our attention can gravitate to things more than God. Our desires can be so much that God becomes secondary in our life. There is a saying, the grass always look green on the other side of the fence until you get trapped by it. And then you find out, once you jump over there, it wasn't all that green. It was pretty dry and dead looking. Huh? This old saying, this old preacher used to say, sin is a thrill till you get the bill. <laughs> the one night stands wasn't all that worth it. Huh? Getting caught up out of the back door. Sneaking around. Huh? Was it worth all of that? Huh? Sin was a thrill. So we thought. Until we got that bill. <laughs> Ooh-wee! My, 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 my. Let your mind take a trip for a minute. <laughs> Some folks got a real high bill. Woo-wee! And still paying on it today. So we got to watch ourselves. We don't get a bill that we still got to keep on paying on that thing. Woo, my God. And sometimes we can bite off more than we can chew. Huh? Our eyes, we get bigger than our belly. Woo! You got to watch that flesh. Well, this flesh can get so loud and it can get so out of control. You got to watch yourself. That's why you can't afford to be so concerned about everybody else and their spirit and their well-being. You got to watch you. Because at any minute, anybody in this room will cut a fool. It's a challenge to deal with you. You can't afford to be caught up with what Sally Sue doing and what brother so-and-so is doing and Ichabod is doing. You got to watch your feet. That you stay on the straight and the narrow path. You got to watch you. Oh, my God. The lust of the eyes. The endless accumulation of stuff. We fill up our houses and we fill up our barns and our garages with stuff. Huh? Y'all done seen that show on, I think it's TLC. Them folks that's pack rats. Hoarders. Uh, Hopefully we ain't got no hoarders in here. Uh, But... But there's a tendency of what we tend to do. We tend to accumulate stuff. 
I know it because we put it out in the trash every week. We, you know, we call ourselves doing our spring cleaning and our winter cleaning, and we just got stuff packed. We got packed down, packed in boxes. We got so much stuff that if if a strong wind came in and blew all that stuff, I know, right? So <laughs> I get some help. Man, we've been spring cleaning the past two years. I'm guilty. I'm confessing. I'm yeah. But that's what we tend to do. Because we see stuff. And we want stuff. And we never content with the apostle Paul said, learn therewith to be content with what you have. And it's a struggle. Because we see and we want. <laughs> Not that we need. Ain't nobody in here needing nothing. And if you say you do, I'm going to call you out. Because I, I, I done seen and I done been over most of your houses and, and see how you come out. You ain't needing nothing. Uh-uh. Now, Elder. <laughs> but y'all see what we're dealing with here. You have stuff in your house, and you go out to stores, and they make it look so appealing, don't they? You just got new furniture the other year. Now, why are you looking for a new couch? You just got new appliances. Why are we looking? You just got that car. You finished paying for it. Or still paying on it, and you're looking for another one. Why? Why? It's just our nature of who we are. And we have to fight that thing. Huh? Because of what we see. And it can get us in a world of trouble. And then we start racking up bills. Maybe I'm talking to the church down the street. Then we see most stuff. And then we start racking up bills. Then we have to ask God help me with these bills. But it was your eyes that bit off more than you could chew. You need to stay in your own you know you couldn't afford it. You know you don't like to work. You know they ain't giving you much hours. You don't make that much hour. And why? Huh? But that's the nature of what we do. Huh? The lust of the eyes. Huh? The devil took Jesus up on a high mountain. I said, Jesus. I give you all these kingdoms which are given in my power. The devil knew he had the power huh, to give it to him. And he was trying to lure Jesus off by what he saw. <laughs> and we don't even catch that in the spirit. The devil loved to get saints off by what you see. Huh? My God. Isn't that amazing? I mean, every time I read that passage of scripture, Sister Marge, it just it blows my mind. He's talking to God himself. <laughs> and we think we so strong. Sister Tina, we ain't all that strong. We just as weak and wet spaghetti. Huh? Put that million dollar lotto money.
running right in front of us and see when we get to running. You know you ain't going to be here on Sunday morning. Don't you sit here and tell that tale. We're going to have an altar service. Don't you sit there and lie. You know good and well. Let's just keep it real. Huh? You'll be on the first plane smoking. Booking your trip. Pastor wouldn't hear from you. Somebody have to take your place. And then, wait a minute, elder. And then, don't even talk about giving a tenth. A give a what? A tenth of my millions. I ain't studying them. Oh, you know it. You know you say it. Absolutely. I ain't going to that little church. Huh? Little bitty church. Little parking lot. Huh? I'm going to go to me a mega church. I'm going to be amongst the real professional ball players and the real lawyers and doctors and important people. I got money now. I'm going to be a baller in the church. Huh? Come on here. Let's just keep it real. And I believe that's why God don't allow his saints to get stuff like that because he already know the foolishness that's out in our hearts. He's not going to do anything to pull you away from him. Do you hear me? So don't even waste your time scratching off the ticket. Don't waste your time. Don't get caught up being caught up. It is a world system. And it's designed to keep having you come back and buy another one and buy another one and place your numbers. It's a system that God never designed his people to be caught up in. But we walk by faith. Or we say we do. We say we do now. We walk by faith and not by. Huh? Yes, sir. But we say God is our provider. But why can't we wait on God to provide? And then we don't like the means that God provides. Well, we don't, we don't like, we don't appreciate God like we say we do. Huh? We will find ourselves more grateful and thankful instead of trying to take a chance. Huh? Casting the lots like they did. Huh? But we trust and believe God in his word. Why everybody got to take a chance now? Don't want to take a chance on God, though. <laughs> Is this helping somebody today? Saints, God is not going to allow his people to be caught up in stuff that is going to push them away from him. Period. That's not how God works. Huh? So we need to get all this fairy tale stuff out of our mind. Huh? 
This life is more than what you see and what you can get and what you can stuff and what. Life is more than that. Huh? You were put here on this earth to serve God. Period. Everything else is extra. You were created for the praise and the glory of God. And your life should emulate that. Hmm. Wow. Because God understands more than we ever understand because he's the all-wise God. The more we get, the harder our hearts get. <laughs> our hearts get so hard. Huh? We tend to be more concerned about our stuff than anything else. We do. I, I mean, you, you, you just do. The, the fancier you get, the higher you get, then you have to spend more of your energy being concerned about how you're going to keep it, how you're going to keep it nice, and how it's going to be the shiniest and the best looking in the neighborhood. And, in the, and you're going to be out doing somebody else and, and keep up with this and keep up with the Joneses and the Wiz. And what it does, it creates a hardness. We're not as sensitive to God because we're more concerned about stuff, things, status, where we are amongst our peers. When Jesus basically said, this stuff don't matter because it's all going to rust. You're going to leave it here when I call you out of here and you spend all this energy. You got to work two and three jobs and you got to pick up somebody else's shift. And you got to be, your hair is falling out, your, your hair turning gray, your nerves is bad. You can't sleep at night because you're concerned about the bills rolling in at the first of the month, in the middle of the month, the last of the month. Uh, because we done saw stuff and we wanted it and we lusted after it. Instead of being content. Nothing wrong with having nice stuff now. Don't get it mixed up. Because God wants his people to be, look nice and, you know, to live well. Uh, I'm not against that at all. Prosperity, love that. Because he teaches us how to prosper. And see, when you look at that scripture, he teaches us how to prosper. It's his way, not our way. Not going over the top now. Trying to outdo and shine sheen, yeah. God teaches us in a way it won't be a strain. You hear that? It won't be a strain. It shouldn't be a burden. Elder. Absolutely. We brought it on ourselves. Absolutely. Yes, sir. God is trying to teach us a whole lot of things. If we pay attention, just pay attention. Then we're going to hit pride of life. Almost done. So I hope I did a little justice to lust. 
of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. The pride of life, pride, pride, a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. Huh? Sound like the devil himself. Huh? Trying to exalt himself above God. Huh? When the Bible tells us not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. Hmm? So we have to have a healthy idea of oneself. You don't want to think too low, and you sure don't want to think too high. Huh? Come on here. So it's a feeling of being better than others. Now, mama and them told you that. You didn't have to have a Bible study for that because, you know, mama and them used to tell me all the time, you ain't no better than nobody else. Hmm? Remember that sister thing? Mm-hmm. She used to tell me a whole lot of stuff she didn't think I was listening whole lot of stuff you told your kids and you didn't think they was listening, but they heard you. Uh-huh. You think you saying a whole lot to your son that he ain't paying attention, but he hearing you. And it's going to show up when this young man grow up. Huh? Oh, yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Huh? Come on here. Because trust me, at his age, I was a pickle to deal with. And I think I turned out pretty decent. So don't give up your hope, brother. Uh, come on here. So pride, it tends to rule what we believe that we always right. You done been around folks like that? Huh? They always right, Elder. I don't care. They are grown, could be staring them dead in the face. And they still write. Huh? Can't tell them no different. They'll argue with you from sun up to sundown. That's a spirit of pride, y'all. Huh? Boasting, arrogant, worldly wisdom. And that's the thing that God said that he hated was a proud look. Huh? It's one of those seven things God said he hated. Looking, don't you be sitting there looking all proud like you got it all made in the shade and you got it all together and you ain't got no room to come up and no room to grow like you done did everything just right and everything just perfect. The devil is a lie. Ain't nobody got no room to be sitting looking proud. Nobody. We done all missed the mark. Huh? None. If it wasn't for grace and mercy, wouldn't none of us be here? None of us would be here today. If it wasn't for God showering down his marvelous and amazing grace down on his people, we will be just as lost. We will be just as off. We ain't got no room to be proud. Would you so proud like you done done it? If it wasn't for God that was on your side. 
your enemy would have swallowed you up a long time ago. Don't you know that? All your enemies, they want to see you fall 